Hey, this is Graham, and I am so pumped you're joining us today. If you're a part of our Grace community, whether in person or online, we would love to connect with you on social media, at the Grace AG on all social outlets. But the best way to connect is to join our online community at live.graceassembly.org. Here, you can engage and connect with other Grace members all around the world. So, we hope today's message encourages and challenges you. Let's jump right in. Anybody ever wrestled with God? Uh, the last few Sundays, we've been addressing the spirit of offense, right? Talking about why offense is so bad, because it leads to unforgiveness, and unforgiveness leads to all kinds of bad things. I thought I was done last Sunday dealing with this, but all week long, there was just this <clears throat> unsettledness in my spirit, like there's, there's one more thing I need to share. And I was listening to a book that I recommended to you uh, last week. Remember, I, I recommended a book called Unoffendable by Ryan Leak. There's two books called Unoffendable. One is by Brent Hansen. One is by Ryan Leak. And there was a story that he shares in his book that just, it, it just, it just shot through my spirit. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And so I, I didn't even settle on this message until Thursday. And for me, that's last minute. <laughs> okay, because I, like, I, I can seek the Lord and get direction for the future and what God's saying, but I don't know who this message is for. I think it's for all of us. But I think there's a handful of people that today could be a life-changing moment for you. And the reason is, is because sometimes the person we're offended at is God. And we've got to deal with that. And we've got to address that. Now, let me illustrate it to you this way. Anybody remember life before cell phones? Anybody remember the day you used to have to carry change around in your pocket if you're going to make a phone call, especially if you're traveling, because you'd have to stop at a payphone. You have to go to a museum now to see a payphone. And it, when, you, when you put money in the payphone, if it lasted more than a few minutes, you had to put more money in the payphone to continue the conversation. And if you didn't have any change in your pocket, sometimes you'd have to dial 1-800-COLLECT. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, ask your parents. They'll remind you what 1-800-COLLECT is all about. And of course, and then technology advanced, and we, we moved to this thing called pagers. Anybody ever have a pager? And so you would call the pager number. Your pager would go off. There's the number. And when you had the opportunity to respond to that page, then you would do it. Now, sometimes people could do it immediately, but sometimes there would be several hours. And uh, then came texting. So now we can text each other day and night. We can have instant communication. When I instantly text somebody, they can instantly text me back, right? It's hard to believe that it was once normal for us not to hear from other people for several hours, right? But today, if somebody doesn't text us back immediately, we get offended, Anybody know a poor texter backer? I see lots of hands going up. I see elbows. That's you. He's talking about you. 
You know, I'm talking about the people you text them and they don't text you back or they, you know, like days later they text you back. And then there's these people that you share this incredible news. You're sharing life with them. This great thing's happened to you. You know, and you type out this amazing text of look at what, look at this great thing that's happening. And they text back, thumbs up. <laughs> Are you serious? Doesn't it deserve a little bit more than that? Sometimes we get offended when the people in our world fail to give us the response that we think is appropriate for something we feel is important. Maybe with sharing a dream that God's put in our hearts with a friend, but instead of encouraging us, they discourage us. Uh, maybe, how many know this can happen with anybody in your life? This can be a spouse. It can be an employer. But today I want to talk to you about that this can even happen with God. What do you do when you feel like God is not responding to you the way you think he should? What do you do when the, when the person that has offended you is God himself? What do you do when you pray this big prayer and you're praying it in faith and it's near and dear to your heart, and God says, nothing. Or God says, no. Now listen, if we're being honest with ourselves, there are days when unanswered prayer puts some distance between us and God. So if you've ever felt offended by God, and some of you are wondering, Pastor, can you even say that and stand on the platform? The good news is, yes, because there is a woman in the Bible who can relate to us, and her story is found in Matthew chapter 15, verse 21. Let's read it. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman came from that vicinity and came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. I want you to notice that Matthew so far, when he tells this story, he doesn't tell us this woman's name, but he does tell us her ethnicity. She's a Canaanite woman. Now this detail is important because the Canaanites were ancient enemies of Israel. And so they were ancient enemies of the Jews. And so now here you have this non-Jewish person, we call them Gentiles, approaching a Jewish rabbi because she needs some help. Now, Bible historians tell us that it was very unusual for Jesus to actually go into the region of Tyre and Sidon because the people who lived there uh, did not like Jewish people. But listen, this woman was in serious circumstances. She was in a desperate situation. So she was willing to take a risk to go talk to Jesus to make this request of Jesus. How many know when you're desperate enough in your life, you're going to gladly connect to anybody that can help you? I want you to think of the person that you dislike the most. Now, you should have already forgiven them in the last six weeks, but that's another story. But if that person that you dislike the most offered you a million dollars, would you take it? Yes, right? 
But this woman needed more than money. She had a daughter who needed what Jesus could do, and she needed him desperately. Now remember, there's this racial tension between the Canaanites and the Jews, so she could reason in her mind that Jesus may not want to heal her daughter because she wasn't a Jew. But clearly she had heard stories of what Jesus could do, otherwise she wouldn't have come to Jesus to make this request. Perhaps this woman knew that Jesus had already healed other Gentiles, non-Jewish people. And so uh, we see evidence of this earlier in the book of Matthew that Jesus had healed Gentile people. But what makes this story so powerful is that the Gentile people came to him in his Jewish context. But in this story, Jesus is outside the context of Jewish people. He's in a quote-unquote foreign land to meet the woman on her territory. So here she is, she comes to Jesus and she cries out, right? Uh, She cries out, my daughter is demon possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word. Jesus help me. Crickets, nothing. Anybody ever been there? So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. Now, I, I think this is amazing. And, and, uh, and then Jesus goes on to say, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. So this desperate mom is pleading for her daughter's life. And Jesus' first response is not very encouraging. He says Nothing. The cry of her heart was met with silence. Jesus didn't answer her word. I think we've all been there, right? Where we prayed, God, I need your help. God, I desperately need you. And and you pray to God and you get nothing. Have you ever had a moment in your life where you're like, God, I'm sending you this voicemail, but I'm not sure if you're getting through because sometimes it feels like when we pray, we're talking to a wall instead of talking to God. Anybody been there? Can we, can we be honest here today? Uh, and when that happens, it can be easy to be offended at God. When you pray for somebody you love to be healed and they're not healed. When you pray for direction in your life, God, I need to know about this decision, but you receive nothing. The Bible says Jesus didn't answer the woman. And so after a bit of time, you can imagine there was some awkward silence going on in this conversation. And so the disciples step in and say, hey, why don't you just send her away, Jesus? Because she keeps crying out uh, after us. And, And you think, well, this is not getting any better for this woman, right? Because not only is Jesus not answering her, but the other 12 guys who were with Jesus is trying to get her to leave. Now, we don't know what the motive was. For them trying to get this woman to leave, maybe they're like, hey, we got stuff to do. We got places to go. We got people to see. So just go on your way. Maybe they had some issues with the fact that she was a Canaanite and they were Jews. And we don't, I'm not even sure why Jesus brought us out to this place to talk to these people because they're not even Jewish. So between Jesus' silence and then the disciples trying to get rid of her, this woman can't be feeling better about who she is to Jesus or who Jesus is to her. Now, to make matters worse, he answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. 
ouch. This is not good news for this mom. Uh, Matter of fact, this is the opposite of probably everything that she has heard about Jesus up to that point. She knew who Jesus was, and she knew who she was. She was an outsider. The odds were against her. So here she is, one Gentile woman approaching 13 Jewish men, and the only thing that she could wish for in this moment, boy, I wish I was Jewish. If I could just be part of the house of Israel. Now listen, have you ever felt like God would answer your prayer if, you know, if I had gone to church a few more times, God would have answered my prayer. Or if I had prayed a certain prayer more often, then God would have answered my prayer. Come on, somebody. Because in these moments, it can feel like that there's this exclusive club of people who get their prayers answered. And then there's this outside group that God never answers our prayer. And if my spiritual resume is not up to par, then God's not going to hear me pray. But I want you to notice that Matthew gives this astounding response from this woman in this situation. But the Bible says, she came and knelt before the Lord and said, help me. He replied, it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Now let's back up for a second. She came and knelt before him and said, Lord, help me. So instead of being offended and walking away, Jesus, you're not even even responding to my question. The people you were with me are trying to get me to leave. She could have been in a huff. What's up with Jesus? This is not, you are not who I thought you were. And she could have walked away, but instead she doubled down on her prayer, on her desperation to pray. And the Bible says, she said, Lord, help me. Now, listen, while this mother's love and her, and her passion makes her more endearing to us, it doesn't get any better. It gets worse because Jesus responds, it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Excuse me, Jesus. Did you just call this woman a dog? Now, at this point in the story, we can be offended for this woman, right? And, and if we're the disciples, we're probably a little bit embarrassed. You know, imagine, put yourself in this disciple situation. Jesus, I get that we're busy. I get that we got stuff to do and we got places to go and, and we've got people to see. But I was unaware that we are making dog references in response to people's requests for miracles. And by the way, Jesus, isn't one of the hallmarks of your ministry compassion? You called her a dog? Again, I want you to put yourself in the position of this mom. You would think, again, this, this woman could have easily just been offended, been hurt, been disappointed, and walked away. But if she would have walked away, her daughter would not have gotten healed. If she would have been offended at God, been offended at Jesus, she would have never seen the miracle. So here's what she actually did. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. Everybody say great faith. 
Your request is granted, and her daughter was healed at that moment. Now, let me, let me show you something I think we can take away from this text, that Jesus wasn't giving her an insult. He was giving her a test. Jesus doesn't get in the habit of insulting us, thank God. But he was testing her faith. Because I think what Jesus was doing was he was, he was obviously giving, making an example, giving an example, and he did everything on purpose, right? To show us something. That we can choose to be offended by God in our, whenever the first obstacle is placed before us, or we can trust that God is good, even though I don't understand at this moment. Lean in on this one right here. Because sometimes when God doesn't answer our prayer or when God doesn't do what we want him to do, and we've got this American version of God that he's supposed to do whatever we ask. This is a story that illustrates to us that we've got to trust that God is good even when we don't understand. Even when we're tempted to be offended by God, even when God doesn't answer my prayer, this woman gives us this incredible response. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. It's as if she's saying, Jesus, I understand that the primary focus of your ministry is the Jews. And they have a special place in God's plan. But I also understand that your ministry extends beyond Jewish people. And I want to be part of that extended blessing. Can I say that again? It's as if, it's as if Jesus, this woman says, God, I, Jesus, I get you're Jewish and, and the Jewish people are part of God's plan. But I also get that you love the whole world and I want to be part of that plan. I want to be part of that blessing. And I want you to understand, she accepted Jesus's description of her and asked for mercy in spite of it. Or did she ask for mercy because of it? I'm trying to illustrate to you today that this woman had a profound ability to be unoffendable. She had this uncanny ability to look past the racial tension, to look past the fact that she's a woman and she's seeking out men for help. But I want you to notice that Jesus sees her as this mom with great faith. Here's what I want to tell you before we pray. The greatest test of our faith can be found through being offended. I'm going to pause because this is new thinking for a lot of us. What if the spirit of offense that we've been talking about in our culture can actually help us? What if when we're offended by other people and even by God, we choose to trust God that he's going to work it out? We choose to believe that God is good and that all things are going to work together for my good because I love God and I'm called according to his purpose. I'm just going slow because if you get this, it's going to change your life. Because believing that God is good means that I can forgive so-and-so because I'm going to trust God with judgment instead of myself. 
Believing that God is good means that I trust the character of Jesus even when I don't understand. Because I'm not the center of the universe. I'm not the Lord of the world Jesus is. And if there's ever a situation or a circumstance where I'm, I'm tempted to be offended by God, then I'm the one with the issue, not God. First Peter chapter one, you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the, that the proven genuineness of your faith is of greater worth than gold which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. I want to encourage you that perhaps on the other side of offense is a blessing. This is not baby food today, right? This is not, this is not, this, this is deep. But if we think about it, if we meditate on it, Pastor, I'm trying to, are you trying to tell me that offense is an opportunity to grow in my faith? That's what I'm telling you. That if we look at it the right way, if we approach the situation in the right, are we excusing what people do? Absolutely not. Are we making excuses? We've already dealt with that, right? We've dealt with, that's not what we're saying. What I am trying to tell you is that offense can test us. And reveal to us what we actually believe about God. And I think what God is allowing to happen in our culture in 2022 is we are all being tested. And the test may not be what we think it is. Well, I'm testing you to see if you'll forgive. Sure. But why will you forgive? I'm going to forgive because God is good. Go all the way back to the Garden of Eden, right? The serpent lies. Did God really say? You could make a case that Eve was offended by God because somehow God was holding out on us. God's keeping something back from us. Are you with me today? And she chose she and Adam both chose the wrong way. Instead of trusting in the goodness of God, she doubted the goodness of God. Listen, this, Canaanite's, this Canaanite woman's faith is, is truly amazing. And in this story, we don't even know her name. The only thing we know about this woman is her address and her faith. She was humble. She was patient. She was persevering. And how many know this woman wins Mom of the Year Award? Right? She's an amazing mom. But Jesus did not compliment her on those good things. Instead, he draws attention to her faith because she turned insult into an opportunity to build her faith. Now, how many know she could have walked away at the first offense? Because how many know that's what we often do? Do you, do you know people who have walked away from God because of one uh, perceived offense from God? or because of one perceived offense from one of God's followers. But how many know if this woman would have walked away too, she would have missed out on the miracle and her daughter would not have been healed, right? And listen, if you walk away from God, 
now at this moment. You're not only are you going, you're going to miss out on the blessing that God wants you to have. You're going to miss out on the miracle that's on the other side of the offense. Can I tell you that some people walk away from God simply because of one unanswered prayer? You may be watching online and maybe you just stumbled across this today and, and this message is for you because you, you, you've held this offense against God because God didn't answer your prayer. God didn't do what, what you wanted him to do. Listen, don't let that be you because watch this. The best part of the story is verse 29. Jesus left there and went along the Sea of Galilee and then he went up on a mountainside and sat down. Now remember, he's in the region of Tyre and Sidon, and, and so he was in this Gentile city, which was 50 miles away. Did you know the Bible has no record of Jesus doing any ministry or miracles in Tyre and Sidon except this event? Jesus went 50 miles out of his way to have this encounter with this Canaanite woman to meet this one woman's need. How many know this, this shows the heart of Jesus? And remember, they didn't take an Uber to Tyre and Sidon. They walked 50 miles. And according to the Bible, there are no other Recorded miracles, no other ministry in Tyre and Sidon. It was all for this woman. Please get this in your spirit. That's who Jesus is. Jesus is not trying to offend you. Jesus is not trying to do anything. He's trying to prove to you, I love you. I'm good. You can trust me. Even when you don't understand, even when things didn't work out the way you wanted them to, even when the prayer didn't get answered in the timing that you wanted to, or still not even answered. He's like, I want you to understand, I'm willing to do anything for you because I love you. If Jesus, you know, I think there are far too many in our community that feel like they're not on the VIP list. They think they're on the outskirts of God's family and what God's doing. I think there are far too many people who feel like, you know, I don't have the pedigree to go to church or I don't have what it takes. They feel like outsiders. And this woman and Jesus proves to us that that doesn't matter at all. It's about faith and just trusting God. This morning before we pray, I just wanna ask you four questions if that's okay, and then we're gonna to pray together. The first question is this, have you ever been offended by God? Have you ever been offended by God? Second question, do you feel like you can even be honest with God? About that or about anything? Because can I tell you, God already knows your heart. He already knows your thoughts. So you can be honest with God. Number three, let me ask you a question. Are there trials in your life right now? And are they making you better? Or are they making you bitter? It's your choice. The only way they're gonna make you better is if you trust that God is good, 
and that when he commands us to forgive, he means business and it's for our good. Last question. Are there some things in your life that has caused distance between you and God and you saw it as an obstacle between you and God, but God wants you to see it as an opportunity to trust him more? Would you bow your heads? Would you do business with God just for a moment and say, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me in this message? Would you take just a few moments? Don't let your mind wander. I want you to focus and truly talk to Jesus for a few moments here. If you say, I've been offended by God, then just go ahead and own it. And say, Lord, I was hurt. God, I don't understand. Forgive me for not trusting you. Forgive me. And I pray today for the faith of this Canaanite woman that no matter what things look like, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to believe you because you are good. And God, I pray for everybody here is walking through a valley, everybody that's walking through a trial, everybody that's walking through a difficulty. Lord, would you help us to see those things as an opportunity to grow strong in our faith, purifying us, making us pure gold, making us stronger in our relationships, most of all, our relationship with you. I pray for anybody that's holding on to bitterness or holding on to anger or holding on to hurt. God, today, we just release it to you. We, we let it go because you're good. You're a good God and we trust you. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, this message is from me. God knows exactly where I'm at. I'm on the outside, but I wanna be on the inside. I wanna be part of God's family. Can I tell you that the only way into God's family is through his son, Jesus Christ. You can't be part of God's family by going to church or being a good person or giving money. It's all about the sacrifice that Jesus made for your sin and the price that he paid. Following Jesus is the decision. It's a serious decision. One that says, I'm no longer going to be in charge of my life. I'm going to trust Jesus enough to surrender my life to him. And then he calls the shots. And my goal is to be obedient to him. If you're far from God, maybe you've never made a decision to serve Jesus. Maybe you did at one time, but you're not now. If that's you, would you pray this prayer with me? Others around you are going to pray it out loud. But would you pray it in faith? today. Would you pray this way? Jesus, I surrender. My life is yours. My heart is yours. Please forgive me of my sin. I agree with you. I have fallen short and I'm sorry. I put my faith and trust in the cross and resurrection of Jesus to save my eternal soul. And from this day forward, you are my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Come on, can we praise God for men and women making the best decision? 
If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it online or jump on the website at graceassembly.org and click the giving link so that we can continue to spread the message of Jesus all around the world. Have a blessed day and we'll see you next week.